This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Before getting started with this Notorious Bakersfield story, let's play a little Bakersfield trivia. Next month, February, will be the 55th anniversary of two Bakersfield landmarks. Both of these things open weeks apart in February 1968. Here's a clue. One changed the way Bakersfield citizens traveled. The other changed the way we shopped. give you the answer to this trivia question at the end of this episode. Remember, I welcome suggestions for future stories. If you have a story idea, you can contact me through the website, NotoriousBakersfield.com. Click the contact link to send me a message. And while you're at NotoriousBakersfield.com, you can show your support. Click the support link to buy me a cup of coffee. Be sure to follow the Notorious Bakersfield social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pictures related to each episode, including this one, are posted to those social media pages. Tom and Carol Eddy married in the late 1960s. Carol had a daughter and son from a previous marriage. Carol's marriage to Tom was her fourth. The family lived in the 2200 block of Greenwood Drive, near Niles and Fairfax. The couple went on to have a daughter of their own. In the early 70s, Tom worked in oil-filled construction, and Carol worked as a sales clerk for Leo's Fur Shop. By late 1972, the Eddie's marriage was in shambles. Tom caught Carol red-handed having an affair. He caught her at a motel with another man. They separated. Tom moved out of the Greenwood Drive home. The breakup was nasty. Tom once threatened to disfigure Carol so bad that no one else would ever want her. Naturally, she obtained a restraining order in October 1972. Carol even told co-workers that if she ever ended up dead, her estranged husband would be responsible. By March 12, 1973, Carol was dead, shot three times in the face while she was asleep in her own bed. This is Murder on Greenwood Drive. Thank you.
At 6.50 a.m. on that Monday morning, 16-year-old Larry Matucci called the Kern County Sheriff's Office to report his mother had been shot. When deputies and medical aid arrived at the Greenwood Drive home, Carol Eddy was still alive, but barely. She was lying in her bed under a pinup poster of Burt Reynolds. The bullet wounds to her face were obvious. She was gasping to breathe. Sadly, Carol succumbed to her injuries while en route to Kern General Hospital. Her time of death was 7.10 a.m., just 20 minutes after the sheriff's office received the phone call reporting the crime. Carol Eddy was survived by her estranged husband, Tom, a son, and two daughters. Larry Matucci, her 16-year-old son from a previous marriage, told investigators on scene that he was in his bedroom, a converted garage, when he heard popping noises. He described them as sounding like firecrackers. He said the noises came from the other side of the house, away from his bedroom. When he went to investigate, that's when he discovered his mother badly wounded, lying in bed near death with bullet wounds to her face. The teenager told deputies about his mother's estranged husband, their failed marriage, and bitter pending divorce, and the restraining order his mother had against her husband. The Kern County Sheriff's Office issued an all-points bulletin for Tom Eddy, Carol's estranged husband. Later in the investigation, detectives located a 22 caliber bolt-action rifle in the back seat of Carol Eddy's car parked in the driveway. Could that be the murder weapon? Did the perpetrator attempt to stash the rifle right there on the property where the crime took place? Later that afternoon, at 2 p.m., the California Highway Patrol spotted Tom Eddy driving his vehicle over 150 miles away in Chowchilla, California, in Madera County. The CHP pulled him over and took him into custody. Tom Eddy was transported from Madera County and booked into the Kern County Jail later that evening, held for the questioning of, for the homicide of his wife. While the estranged husband was in custody, an autopsy was performed on Carol Eddy's body. The coroner determined she had been shot four times. Three bullets entered her brain near the left eye, and one grazed her head. The pathologist didn't find any gunshot residue around the entry wounds, indicating whoever shot Carol Eddy fired the weapon from a distance. The bullets recovered from Carol's body were 22 caliber, the same caliber as the rifle that was found in the back seat of her car. When Tom Eddy was questioned by investigators, he claimed he wasn't even in Bakersfield when his wife was shot. He maintained he was 150 miles away in Chowchilla, working. He gave the names of some people who could verify his story that he was in Chowchilla and nowhere near Bakersfield when the shooting occurred. When detectives followed up on Tom Eddy's claim, verifying his alibis, they checked out. According to people in Madera County, Tom Eddy was indeed there, not in Bakersfield. 
Within 24 hours of being picked up for the murder of his wife, Tom Eddy was released from custody. Even though the couple was having marital problems, going so far as to separate and Carol telling people if she turned up dead to look no further than her husband. It appeared to police that Tom Eddy wasn't involved in her death. After eliminating Tom Eddy as a suspect, the investigation of the murder of Carol Eddy went another direction. Detectives began looking at the other obvious suspect, Carol's son from a previous marriage, the son who initially called the sheriff's office to report the crime, 16-year-old Larry Matucci. Six days after Carol Eddy's homicide, Kern County Sheriff deputies arrested her son, Larry Matucci. The Highland High School student was taken into custody at his grandparents' house, where he'd been staying since his mother's death. Here's the deal. Larry Matucci was a minor. With him being the suspect, Kern County authorities couldn't release much information about the case. Kern County Juvenile Hall officials wouldn't even confirm or deny to reporters if he was being held at that facility. And the subsequent hearings held at the juvenile court were closed to the press and public. So there's not a lot of public information regarding the evidence tying Larry Matucci to his mother's killing. This is what is known. The rifle detectives found in the back seat of Carol's parked car was determined to be the murder weapon. It belonged to Larry Matucci's grandfather. Evidently, the teenager took his grandfather's rifle without his permission. Then, on that fateful Monday morning, fired four times at his mother and hid the murder weapon in her car that was parked in the driveway. Then he went inside the house and called the sheriff's office to report the crime, never saying he was, in fact, the shooter. Family members said Matucci resented his mother. He claimed she'd make him do household chores and babysit a younger half-sister while she went out to party on the weeknights. Then on weekends, she'd send him away, pawn him off on someone else so she could entertain men at the house. The teenager claimed his mother subjected him to emotional and physical abuse. Matucci complained to two friends at Highland High School about his mom. He told these close friends that he wanted to kill her. One friend bet Matucci $5 he couldn't go through with it. The other friend bet $100. The boys even set a deadline, Sunday, May 11th. When Matucci couldn't do it on that day, he asked for a one-day extension. Forty years ago, the decision to try a juvenile as an adult was left to the discretion of the judge. Judge Gilletich decided Larry Matucci's case should remain in the juvenile justice system. Less than two months after the crime, Judge Gilletich found Larry Matucci responsible for killing Carol Eddy, his own mother. There'd be no life sentence for the premeditated murder of Carol Eddy. No, her murderer, her son, was sent to the California Youth Authority. 
Judge Jelitich sentenced the teenager to remain there until he reached the age of 21. Larry Matucci murdered his mom on March 12, 1973. His sentence was supposed to run until he was 21 years old, but it was shortened. Three years later, in May 1976, when he was 19 years old, he was released from the custody of the California Youth Authority. His parole ended a year after that. It appears Larry Matucci hasn't had any serious run-ins with the law. According to a 2006 article in the Bakersfield Californian by Robert Price, Machucci later married. He worked as a truck driver for a national company and lives in Los Angeles County. Resources used to research this story, the Bakersfield, California. Now here's the answers to the trivia question I began the episode with. Next month will mark the 55th anniversary of two Bakersfield landmarks. One changed the way we traveled, the other changed the way we shopped. The answers are the 178 Crosstown Freeway, and the other is the Valley Plaza Mall. This is Robert Peterson. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble. Don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. Have a good week.